0: Josh Burducini joining us, the voice of that part of the country.
1: I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go
0: out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I worked the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and
2: listen across social media at the real NWA JP.
0: Okay, all right, because
3: it's all about the little things. Streaming
2: live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide
0: at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on
2: the post game. Yeah? Your boy is back. I'm and, and so is football season. This is prime time television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini.
3: Happy Monday. We are getting after it. Great to have you on board. It's the 30th of October. It's 2023. Living in the future, my goodness. As we continue by the day and the week and the month to push you through the end of the calendar year and into 2024. Now it's just two months away. Halloween's tomorrow night. I hope you and the kiddos have gotten that stuff sorted out. We've got ourselves some different candy buckets. Some that are hidden away, that are parents' knowledge only. Not so much because I want to hide them from the kids, more so because I want some candy, truthfully. But we won't tell them that. Handy buckets ready. Costumes, we're doing it. You ready tomorrow night? Yeah. Some folks did it on Saturday night. Heard from a couple people about some adult Halloween parties. It just kind of weirds me out. I mean, the idea is a little bit intriguing, but I just... I'm not in college anymore. I'm not in my twenties or even my thirties for that matter. It's, um, you know, it's time to be an old man. Like my friends told me the other day, you wear old man's shoes, Joshua. Do I, well, maybe I do. I am old. Um, I'll tell you what's not old is this basketball season. It's young and it started earlier than ever. How about Arkansas and Purdue in the house at Bud Walton arena? We got to see it on Saturday, a bye week for Arkansas Razorback football which proved to be a beautiful thing. Hog fans now of the mindset, they've had enough. They don't want to waste their time with a football team that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Sam Pittman to address us media heads later today. I really don't know what there is to say right now. Arkansas heads for Florida, place they've never won on Saturday. Difficult to like the Hogs. It's a five-and-a-half Point underdog in that game, but that's why they play the football games, and heck, you never, never know. So that's coming up around the corner. We'll hear some sound from Sam Pittman on the show tomorrow. But this weekend was about basketball. Arkansas with an opportunity to play an earlier game than usual. It's still October, which, I mean, heck, the high school basketball teams haven't even started yet. But these exhibition one-off games, I mean, what is the NCAA going to do about it? It's a joke organization anyway. They're not going to tell coaches like Eric Musselman and Matt Painter at Purdue what they, they can do and what they can't do. So Purdue does it. The Boilermakers come in here and I'll say the same thing right now that I said on our special edition post game show on Saturday night. If you missed it, it's up there in perpetuity for you. Apple, Spotify, YouTube live. You can check out the video, the audio, all of it. As we bring you Saturday, people's postgame shows all football and basketball seasons long for, what, like the 17th straight year. It's kind of what we do. It's kind of what we do. The only difference is now we're on the air an hour and a half earlier after the game. We don't have to wait for two hours. We just jump on the air with you. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Back to the game itself. Purdue came in, willing to play it, ranked second or third in the country, depending on how you want to break it down this is a Boilermaker team that has been nationally renowned in recent years. They've been one of the better teams in America. I really don't think there's any debating that. Tournament issues aside, of course, where they lost to Fairleigh Dickinson as a 1-seed last year, one sixteen uh loss for only the second time ever for a top seed. And they played very tight in that game. And their 7-4 Ivan Drago-like figure, Zach Eady was too much for... Uh, most people to handle, but not for the team from Teaneck, New Jersey. What a terrible loss that was for Purdue last year. They lost to Little Rock in the first round, albeit as a lower seed a couple of years back. and uh, They lost to North Texas, right? I'm thinking as a four seed against a 13 a few years ago. Purdue has gotten very choky in the NCAA tournament. That's a program that has never been to the Final Four. But you'll look at what they brought to the table. On Saturday, and they got two of the best players in the country. I mean, Zach Gideon, I mentioned already, he's seven foot four, getting to sit there a few rows from the court. Man, that guy's a legit seven four. He's muscular, he's thick, he looks like he's eight feet tall in person. He's got touch. Now, he had foul problems, finished with 15 points and nine rebounds. Really didn't do very much in this game. Played half the game and almost had a double double in foul troubles throughout. I thought the refs called him with a ticky tack. Over the back foul or two, but look, I mean, you're seven foot four. They're going to be watching you at all times. It's kind of hard to miss you. Also, Fletcher Lawyer, the two guard for Purdue, was good to get to watch him play. One of those All American type players as well, and he's got the the range on the three. Can take it the rack with authority like he did a couple of times. Purdue showed pretty well. I think this is the kind of game that Matt Painter scheduled because he feels like it'll come back for their sake and hopefully make them a little more ready to close the year with a big run. Farthest they've been is to the Elite Eight. They lost to Virginia in a classic battle in the Elite Eight. Remember that crazy shot at the buzzer that the uh, the kid from Virginia hit um, and threw in off a, a missed free throw? That was an unbelievably strange finish. That was kind of like Matt Painter's Dave Van Horn, you know, Bermuda Triangle moment. He's not been able to to really rectify things since, to take another step since as a program. But hey, when you're competing for those heights, there aren't many more steps to take. What's the next step for Arkansas? Eric Musselman's not been to a Final Four here with the Razorbacks yet, but it's year five already for the Bus and for this Arkansas Razorback basketball program, and I think that's just a reminder that time flies and it goes quick, especially when you're having fun. I think you'd argue like I would that back-to-back Elite Eights, followed by a Sweet 16, has been a fun run for arkansas Razorback basketball fans last few years heck i was starting to wonder how many were left i mean longtime season ticket holder i can tell you i've spent many evenings at bud walton arena with like i don't know fifteen thousand empty seats i mean four or five thousand of us in there and i'm not saying we won't see more of that in these early season games in in november and december like i don't know how many people go to alcorn state or gardner webb or UNC Asheville or whatever I don't know probably not a packed house but for a game in October that was technically an exhibition though come on now both teams played it like their you know seasons depended on it at least it felt like it this was uh this was a good luck for hog fans who are back in on basketball you know when we first started doing these shows in Arkansas Nolan Richardson was a name you didn't say out loud now you're at a point all these years later and I think you know, Nolan consistently coming on our shows throughout the years and giving you his side of the story certainly helped. I've heard that from some of the masses, the powerful masses who uh, who move forward with that court name. But now that you got Nolan's name on the court, it just feels better there, doesn't it? And you got a coach in Mus who wins games, and now you got renovations planned here for the near future to take that arena up a level too. But uh, just an unbelievable environment. Not necessarily my favorite game in Bud I've been to like. I don't know, over the last almost 20 years. Probably 200 games there at least. I don't know if that was my favorite game I've ever seen there, but it was on the list. Two really good teams going back and forth. For Arkansas's sake, you had to learn the roster. I mean, we didn't even know the starting five. And it turns out you're running with Brazil and Davis. Chandler Lawson gets an undersized center start for you. Ellis and Mark in the backcourt. Mitchell and Battle, the first two guys in off the bench. Davenport got a little run. Layden Blocker got a fleeting run. Joe Pinion got one three-pointer off and didn't make it. So 10 guys played. Your core rotation is seven. A lot of new names and numbers and different numbering this year, too. They have changed the way they go about naming um, or numbering, I should say, jerseys. So you'll see a lot of guys with like eight or, you know, 58 or, or 92. You're going to have a lot of zany numbers. It used to all be kind of one through five. But uh, that's where we're at. And uh, one through five, 11 through 15, 21 through 25. Now, these days, pretty much anything goes. I'm waiting for the triple digit jersey number. It hasn't happened yet. It's a good game for Arkansas. I mean, you had a lot of guys step up. Tremont Mark with the clutch three with 20 seconds left to tie it. L. Ellis, your most effective offensive player early. And uh, he continued to bring it, missed the layup at the buzzer in transition. But I love Musk letting him go there and giving his team a chance to win it like that. And then when you have to go play five more minutes, you find a way to get it done in the extra session. Trevon Brazil played an outstanding second half. I think the unicorn is back, baby. That's what I see when I see Trevon Brazil right now is an extremely talented player who's now finding his health and his confidence. And what a beautiful thing to see Brazil hit back-to-back threes to start the second half. And then a nasty slam. A couple big defensive plays. each minute or two. On Edie, though they ran him in double teams a lot more often at Edie. Brazil went down once, kind of grabbed his knee. I think the whole arena went went deathly quiet for about a minute, but he got up, kind of shook his head. I'm fine, I'm fine. And apparently was fine. So thank goodness uh, he's okay. You, you would figure you can't worry about this stuff. You got to go play basketball and uh, just try to be smart out there on the floor. But Brazil played really well, too. The to lift battle with a couple of money threes that flipped the game when Purdue. Looked like it was starting to take control. And this, I mean, it felt like an NCAA tournament game, y'all. And if you were one of the, you know, nineteen twenty thousand 20,000 in the house like I was, you got to watch one of the best basketball games you've ever seen in there. It's not too often a number 14 ranked Arkansas team hosts the second ranked team in the country and beats them. Now, I know if we were talking, you know, a non-exhibition game, this would be on all kinds of shortlists. lists. The fact it's an exhibition, air quotes, means, you know, it didn't technically happen. If a game happens in front of 20,000 people between two top 15 ranked teams, it happened, right? Even if, you know, it's an exhibition, it happened, right? Okay. So the Hawks are going to be a top 10 team this year, y'all. And I thought in a lot of different ways, they looked more like a team, like a group that had chemistry and wanted to be out there together than they did at any point last year. And I don't know if that's a criticism Of anything beyond just, you know, aesthetic. But obviously you had the Nick Smith fiasco last year where he barely played for you and was jacking up your rotational chemistry all season long. Not saying it was on purpose, but it's the truth about what happened. I don't feel like last year's team really ever fired on all cylinders. Not that this Arkansas team is playing perfect basketball. You're just one game in, but I like what I'm seeing here. You beat the second-ranked team in the country. And uh, now you get to play some some home games the next couple of weeks against some lower stature, <laughs> right? I don't know what else to call them, teams. Gardner-Webb, Alcorn State, Texas uh, Prairie View School of the Blind, whatever. But these games are about, you know, getting to know each other and working on the rotation. And um, And then all of a sudden you look up, you're in the Bahamas in just a few weeks, Thanksgiving week. That's going to be so much fun to watch. I got, by the way, side note, it's about me and everybody else. I got Arkansas Thanksgiving week playing three games in the Bahamas. I got Syracuse in Maui playing three games this week in Hawaii during Thanksgiving week. I wonder who's watching a ton of basketball that week. So college basketball starting earlier and earlier and earlier. And uh, look, you're not going to get a lot of talk about this game anywhere else. As far as most people are concerned, they didn't even know this game was happening. But around these circles, this neck of the woods is a good look for the Razorbacks to build up some more local interest, to fortify kind of the buzz about the program. And it's not so much theoretical transfers when you actually get to watch them in person. And they got some size and athleticism, some shooting, some speed. They look a little bit like a pro team out there. I think it's going to be fun watching and covering this Arkansas Razorback basketball team for the better part of the next five months here. Uh, we got a special edition People's Postgame show in on Saturday night. I'm getting some of the chat room chat. If you want to hear about that game a little more in-depth, go and throw that on and listen back to it on your own time. And, uh, look, we ran with the question of the day, you know, the most uh, valuable player for Arkansas in that game. I think it's a good chat to run through this week. Who's the most impressive player on this team? Can you say that already? Are we too early? We'll talk some basketball as we take you through the show here today. Coming at you an hour and a half, live in the mornings. And then the, what, 45-minute, hour-long podcast right after. Nobody else is doing that. People's postgame shows right after the games on Saturdays, football and basketball. Nobody else doing that. Subscribe on the YouTube channel, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Google. Or you can always go right to our website, therealnwajb.com. It's a Monday. Headed for a high of 44 degrees today. It's really cold out there. Rained all weekend. And um, headed down to the 20s tonight. It's going to be a freezing Halloween tomorrow. So you make sure you put some extra layers on those kiddos, and I think it'll be a smart move. we got a lot to get to today. I really appreciate your being here. I'm going to hit my first break. 15 minutes in, Josh Berdichini with you inside of the Bunker studio, a Team B Media production. It's The Real NWA JB, and we are right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive and Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey, folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy, too. When he asked me for help with business cards, show signs, and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio,
2: 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know.
3: When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, J.B. The okay.
2: When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Postgame Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real JB. 90 minutes of postgame reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the headhog himself. It's the People's Postgame Show. 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a team media production.
3: Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajb.com. Want to remind you all to support local, the businesses who support our programming, the ones you hear on the commercials throughout football season, and obviously you're going to hear a bunch more come basketball season, which hasn't even really technically started yet, even though we're talking like it has. Uh, support them, these are great people uh, They're smart, they believe in Northwest Arkansas They believe in people who go hard They're obviously Arkansas Razorback supporters So they wouldn't be invested in a show like this So that's part of marketing And advertising Is putting your your product out there Attached to other products that you believe in And uh, I hope you all show them a little reciprocity Because man They've been good to us. We are making it happen on a Monday. About 30 past the top of the hour, talking a lot of basketball out the gates. Arkansas 81 produced 77, an overtime thriller, a game that went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth again. But two really good teams getting a feel for each other early. Very poor shooting both ways. So it was not a game that, you know, featured a ton of shot making. And yet when Arkansas had to have a three late in this game, they were able to get it and come away with a victory, and I think it obviously makes you feel a heck of a lot better about where this thing is at. As Arkansas starts out a new season with a bunch of new faces, you have some holdovers, but by and large, it's a it's a brand new team. And so that's the day and age we're living in. That's the world we're living in. And um, I thought Eric Mussman afterwards sounded appropriately effusive and excited about his basketball team, the way they played, how they showed out. Let's listen in on a little must sound here as we get you going on a Monday, and then we'll make it through some more headlines. Hogs upset number two Purdue to start the season on Saturday. Bud Walton Arena.
1: Well, I think a couple things. One, I mean, uh, the turnout, the crowd, uh, mid-season form, the crowd was. um, To think that our season ticket holders were not involved and we still – Sold the building out, and, and uh, you know the it's for a great cause, so that's awesome um, to be able to contribute to to a cause. It's you know that, and we sold a lot of tickets, so that's that's awesome. I think Coach Painter's right. It was a it was a crowd that um, it certainly will help Purdue. Um, it, it gave all of our new guys a taste of what it's going to be like in our building. Um, so that's a great thing. Um, I thought both teams created um, the game uh, like a midseason game. It felt like an NCAA tournament vibe, to be honest. Um, I'm really, like, really, really proud of our team. We have so many new faces. We're trying to figure out go-to sets. We're trying to figure out who's going to have the ball in their hands. Um, we're playing against a team that's so well coached and is very physical and very tough and has a unique player, a star player, um, potential national player of the year. And, And I thought that in the first half, they, you know, they executed the game plan as good as they possibly could, meaning our guys um and much like you know with chad holmgren um you know i thought we did a good job of putting pressure um on the rim although they altered shots and stuff um of of trying to of trying to foul people out too um but that that purdue team has the talent the coaching um to win a national championship they they do um and obviously, you know, I mean, we have we had a home court advantage tonight, um, but really, I mean, I, you know, for this this early in the season, I mean, uh, really, really happy with how they kind of fell into some roles and and guys off the bench contributed and and um, defensive pressure was really good with forcing twenty turnovers and fourteen steals against a team that plays in a conference where valuing the ball is really important. The uh, seven blocks, um, really, really impressive against a, a power five, really tall team. that has got incredible length, and and um, you know obviously T Mark hit a, a huge shot on our fifteen fist out red on the on the wing. Um, you know, and 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 and, and T Mark and Devo both played a little bit of point guard and had four assists and, and and L's co- contribution at that position as well, and. We got to, you know, got to clean up our turnovers and and some of our shot selection.
3: Well, there you go. And, um, man, Eric Musselman, kind of a good basketball coach, right? Eric Musselman, presser tomorrow. Mike DeCoursey, who is a tremendous college basketball guy in his own right, will join us on the show tomorrow, talk some more about some of the big storylines around the sport as we get ready for the start of the season officially. In a week, Arkansas plays Alcorn State next Monday. That's technically the regular season opener. And then uh, Gardner-Webb on Friday. So it starts with that kind of stuff. Football Hogs had a bye week, trying to rest up and get a new offense refined with Kenny Guyton, the wide receiver coach, taking over play calling duties for Dan Enos, who was fired last week as offensive coordinator. How does this play out? Um, Do they show up in Florida? Do they play a good game in Florida? Hogs have never won in the swamp gators are a five and a half point favorite they're not exactly having an outstanding season in their own right but uh, this would be a tough game for arkansas to win hogs then play auburn at home who destroyed mississippi state this weekend Florida international at home was a feisty mid-major and then missouri to wrap it up who's seven and one how about missouri outstanding stuff out of them, they get to take the swing at Georgia this weekend, who dismantled Florida in the cocktail party over the weekend. Tennessee rallies late past Kentucky. That's a big win for them, unquestionably. And that's what we're working with on the bulk of the college football. Big upset nationally was Kansas over Oklahoma in a shootout, 38-33. to 33. Kansas and K-State both show up in the top 25 rankings now. Up at the top, you're unchanged, so we'll go Georgia- and Michigan, Ohio State, and then Florida State as your top four with Washington and Oregon at five and six. The SEC and the Pac-12, the only two conferences with six teams apiece ranked in the top 25. That's what we got going on there. Um, other items out of the weekend. You touched on the NFL. Cowboys destroy the Rams 43-20. That was a massacre. 33 to three late in the first half before Dallas let off the gas pedal a little bit. Cowboys look good. Dak Prescott is touchdowns around. How about CD lamb? 12 catch 158 yards and a couple scores. He was outstanding. Talk about outstanding. the Titans role. They get four TD passes from Will Levis three to hall of famer, Deandre Hopkins, as they get themselves a much needed dub against the Falcons. And uh, what else do I have out here for you? The Chiefs lose to the Broncos for the first time in eight years. He can't win them all. Eric Hild, resident Chiefs diehard, going to join us coming up in a few minutes. We'll talk some NFL and some Razorbacks with Mister E Money from KC when he joins us here in five. But that was a bad performance by the Chiefs. Broncos uh, obviously brought a ton of pressure, and their running game. Kansas City's running game not great right now. Mahomes running for his life time and again, which is not what you want to see there either. But um, look, you can't win them all 6-2 and now for Kansas City on the season after that L. Chargers take the Bears in Sunday night football. Bengals a big road win at San Francisco. NBA early stages. We're getting that going. Not a ton to talk about there. World Series game three tonight. Let's hit on that before the break. It's Texas and Arizona. We had two World Series games go down since we last spoke, but, uh, Texas and Arizona tied at one and one look, Texas is crazy fortunate right now to be tied. I had the diamondbacks and what six going in. I'll, I'll stick with that for now. Um, I can see Texas taking this thing, but game one was all Arizona. You know, they are three outs away from winning that one. Paul Seawald, you know, is a mess for the first time in months in the ninth inning. Seeger ties it. Adoles Garcia, who's been incredible. In the postseason wins it that was a thriller of a game one victory for the texas rangers and then in game two they don't even show up they come out they get beat up merrill kelly shuts them down out the gates and they go cruise control style uh, moreno with a big home run the catcher stepping up for arizona corbin carroll is a superstar as a rookie and uh, we got a big game three coming up tonight series tied one one it shifts back to arizona for three So really, Texas just has to get one of the next three to get it back to Arlington. Then if you hold serve at home, you win the title. Uh, So you need to go one for three. And hey, if you go one for three all the time in baseball, you're making the Hall of Fame. So that's not an unrealistic thing to do. Tonight, Max Scherzer for Texas, who's been very shaky with the injury stuff on top of it all this year. It's kind of understandable. Also, he's 40 years old. Against Brandon Fott, P-F-A-A-D-T, Fott who's a tremendous rookie in his own right for Arizona. Got to respect Tony Labula's team. So many young guys. What a skipper he is for Arizona. And hey, Bruce Bochy for Texas. I mean, in his 70s, and still bringing the mojo. This guy's retired like three times already. But a huge game three tonight, tomorrow night, and the next night. Fox for all three games. World Series playing its way out. Either Texas or Arizona is going to win itself a championship. It's time to hit a break. We'll do that when we come back on the other side. Eric E. Money Hill joins us. Get him in the mix, talking some more football. Bogs getting ready for Florida. A lot of basketball talk, too. What a weekend of sports it was. And more to come, including, you know everything else under the sun here in the wide world of sports. You got it? You want to bring it to the table? Give us a holler. I'm coming right back. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want to. Great meal in an awesome location. It's Hugo's on the Square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey, guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called. And he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project, too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design. Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go
2: Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com.
3: Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning Monday through Friday for 90 minutes talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB. there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend. 2
2: Intense Party Rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party. You've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense Party Rentals, Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568. Or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, Pig Suey.
3: Your boy is back, and so is football season. Here in Show Lane in the mornings, Eric E. Money Hill joins us here in in, uh, KC. What's up, E? How are you, brother?
0: Doing
3: well. I'm doing well, JB. Good to talk. You too, bud. Um, what a weird day of football yesterday. We'll get a thought on your Chiefs first, who who lost the Broncos for the first time in eight years. You and I were texting after the game. You were like, "I can't believe this is happening." I'm like, "You can't beat them every time." I mean, they are a divisional rival. What's the what's the reaction you have this morning to that game?
0: I, I think the, the biggest thing is the offensive concern. So I've always had the season opener against the Lions, where all the drops for the wide, the happened, and that was a bit concerning. But against the first game, they'll shake it off. Popped up in some other games, even the other game against the Broncos. Thought, well, it's just a matter of time until they shake it out. Uh, I've seen it just kind of creep its head yesterday, like that, not being able to get in the end zone whatsoever. Uh, for the entire game, it really is just really concerning for the Chiefs. They have one of these games every year where they just drop one that you're Like, how did that happen? Last year, it was the Colts. This year, maybe it's this game, but right before a big game with the Dolphins and then the Eagles right after that, looking at the offense, it's just a little concerning. Who else do you have out there? It's that guy you can just rely on to be a go-to receiver. So. Right. It's it's possible.
3: Well, look, I like Rasheed. I, I like Rasheed R- like Rice. I mean, he's a player.
0: Yeah, he looks. I mean, he looks good from time to time. That dropped yesterday. He's big. The field was huge, and you look at that and say, you know, he's he's still developing. This guy Moore seems kind of like a bust or a draft pick, but maybe we gotta give him some time. I think if she's got you get someone.
3: Well, you did. You, tra- you traded for McCall Hardman, and he came through with a big fumble punt.
0: Yeah. He had thought those uh, concerns were gone after the last year, but he comes back and, of course, up to when He just plays the game yesterday. Now, I think the last kind of gap was, you uh, that game for Chiefs. But once that happens, that's this is not it's- happening. That happen. Yeah. Well, Am I- what are you
3: going to do? Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Like you said, you can't win them all in an eight-year stretch. It's quite a lot of fun against the division rival.
3: So.
0: Yeah. Good for the Broncos. They deserve to get a win every once in a while.
3: I feel like the without a running game, Mahomes has gotten a little playground with it. We've seen Jalen Hurts do that at times where, you know, the offense becomes kind of helter-skelter. The quarterback runs around a few times, tries to buy his receivers time, then just hurls it down the field. I mean, that can work. That can definitely work for a while, but can it work in big physical games? I don't know. We've seen the Chiefs and the Eagles, both Mahomes and Hurts run into issues in those situations, you know?
0: Yeah, I think I think one of the things especially with Mahomes is as soon as he feels some pressure, he starts to kind of do the where can I run. Right. And he's good at it. He's good at you know, running and, and improvising his plays where he finds some guy that you wouldn't think is interesting. He did get for that. Uh, I Owen Gray at one point. He, like, right. Throw that. He, like, there's no way he should make that throw, but he makes it. Which is the ultimate goal. But I, I think you look at it, you say, okay, the offensive line needs to be better because they looked awful yesterday. And then really the Chiefs need a pick. Are you gonna go forward with Isaiah Pacheco? Are you still holding on excited with Delair? Using both of them. You have know, next either. And you also got Jared Kennedy sitting there like, what are you doing with me? Right. It's not too many cooks in the ch- uh, kitchen situation if they get running.
3: I agree. I agree. I don't think there's any question about that. All right, Um, right. We're talking with Eric E. Money Hill, our guy, as we continue the conversation here on the program. And I just feel like right now, E, as we look at this thing, it's uh, the league feels wide open. I mean, your Chiefs are really good. I know. But you look at the rest of the league right now, and it's, I don't know, it ain't easy. And, and I think one of the things you have to continue to look at here is, um, you know, is is the fact that we're only halfway through. They all play an extra week. Who else do you think stands out right now as, as best teams in this league, E-Money? Who stands out there for you? Well, I
0: mean, I think obviously on the NFC side, you got to start with the Eagles. They look really good. I would have said the 49ers until these last three weeks. I don't know really what's going on with them. Uh, The AFC side of the ball, I mean, I think it's, especially with the Chiefs losing yesterday, there's a lot of teams there that kind of concern me. The Ravens, if they can play consistent, they look like a really good team. The Bills and Bengals, I don't think you can really count out. really excited for that game this upcoming Sunday. Agreed. Which one of them takes a step forward? I feel like all three of those teams are gonna be there for the, for the top two seeds.
3: All right, let's get to it. The Jets lucked out. That was a fluky win, but they won. What do you make of the four and three Jetsy money? Man, they're strappy. I mean
0: that's the that's one of those keep looking at every same pair of safe healthy Who with the correct? We could be right there with the Ravens right now as well. Um I think the Jets, the biggest thing is the defense is solid. I think you get through the rest of this year. Maybe I don't know. Zach Zach Wilson can't be your guy long term. Right?
3: No, he's obviously not.
0: Okay, <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta. Well, he's
3: not. He's he's not a he's not a good quarterback.
0: No, but the de- the defense is solid, uh, and I think if you get the right the right quarterback to step in there, there's pieces on offense that can make that team playoff contender and definitely push forward. Next year, this year without Aaron Rodgers, maybe they could fight for a wild card spot. Uh, maybe make some noise that way, but it is going to take some wins like yesterday that seem a little fluky here and there.
3: I mean, if they had Aaron Rodgers right now, I think there's an argument they'd be as good as anybody.
0: I would think so.
3: You know, Not that that matters, so we don't need to spend too much time on that. Basketball, Arkansas beat Purdue, E-Money. You know I don't like exhibitions. This was like a real game on Saturday. It's like a real game. Oh, yeah.
0: That was one of those games, man. College football had one team watching we the watching Arkansas. You know, I mean, right. I think the, the biggest thing to me much fun it was to see him on in the Arkansas jersey again.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Like, well, that's your role you should take. This season is going to be so much fun. And you know, I was such a breath of fresh air for Arkansas fans to get something positive in sports.
3: And on that note, while well, we got you, you got to talk about your boy, Sam Pittman. Is he still your
0: boy? That's something these last days. You know, the fan base is already, you know, as a whole. On. We got coaching surgicalists coming out left and right. My, my guess is that Eurocheck's going to get him right here. But. I, I understand why people are looking at and saying, hey,
3: there's got to be something better than this. Eric if, Eric, if they don't win another game, how do you bring him back for another year? If they,
0: if they don't win another game, then Kaiser. Okay. let you got to win at least
3: one. I think you have to. I'm with you. I think you got to win two more games, and one of them needs to be an SEC game. Yeah. I think we're if you look
0: at getting rid of the is he just a sacrificial lamb in the offense is that bad, or what was he? actual?
3: I think that's what we're gonna. Do. He was definitely a big part of the problem. Yeah. And how are you how are you responding to students minutes after the game on your email? That was so weird. It was yeah, so weird. Like full that was like, so you know, weird. you're a grown man. These are at the end of the day, children essentially
0: still in college. I know I was. There. Me too, me too, me too. It's just, like, figure it out, Dan. And he never did, so... No. Very wrong on that one. I thought he was going to be a good
3: one. Arkansas is so good at every sport except, like, football, the biggest one, right? Football. And, I mean, they're good at, like, ev- women's basketball's not very good, but they're good at, like, everything else. You know what I mean? Like, come on.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, just give us something. Make a bowl game. But like, I think... There would have been with that BYU game, they don't drop that. I think people would have been like, that four-game stretch, you'd be like, okay, I get it. Right. They're not there yet. With right. right. Losing the BYU, that was just when everyone's kind of looking at each other and guess, is this going to happen again?
3: That's what unraveled it. They're up 14-0 five minutes in. I'm thinking the only question now is how many do they win by? You can't lose that game. You can't lose that yeah. game. That game undid the season. I mean, it really did. Eric E. Money Hill, crushing it in KC. He's uh, a computer programming and IT superstar He doesn't have time for the little guys like me anymore. But you know what? He does have time for us. He just gave us seven, eight minutes of his time on a Monday. On short notice, too. On short notice. So thank you, E, for the time, today. Oh, my
0: God. Thank for it. All
3: right. I'm going to let you get out of here. You are a busy man. I, I, I miss you, buddy. We need to hang out. When, are you going to come down here for a game sometime soon? What do you think?
0: making it down
3: for the games for sure probably early 2022 I'm thinking some sometime in that. okay let's make it 2024 let's
0: make it 2024 we'll do it there I'm going backwards in, in time
3: somehow but yeah we'll go it I think, I think, yeah. we're living in the future buddy it's hard to keep it it's
0: hard to keep it straight all right Eric killed on the uh, tweets
3: of the X or whatever the hell they call it these days he's a rock star in my book Eric love you buddy talk to you soon <laughs> All right, good spot out of him. Let him get out of here. Get that up on the show podcast later today, 758. No stopping this train. Apparently a little audio cut out for some of y'all. If that's the case, close the room. Come on back. We can always try doing that for you too, baby. For you too, my friends. SEC report as we close out a fun, fast-moving first hour of the program. And that's what we got going on here today is Auburn beats Mississippi State by two touchdowns. I mean, what do you expect? Just because they beat Arkansas, they're a better team? No, it's not a very good team. It's really not a very good team. So, um, so yeah, Mississippi State stinks. But Auburn finding a little confidence just in time, right, for Arkansas here in a couple of weeks, which is just the way it's going to go. Georgia drills Florida 43-20 to 20 in the cocktail party. Florida had an early lead they scored first you're thinking maybe this could be upset city it most definitely was not upset city Ole Miss beats Vanderbilt 33 to 7 Rebels ranked 12th Tennessee rallies late beats Kentucky 33 to 27 that was a big win for them Texas A&M 30 and South Carolina 17 that's what we got Arkansas Razorback football and basketball in the crosshairs making a show happen for you the people live Monday through Friday at 7am and of course when we wrap it up the post show podcast Apple Spotify and more go check it out at our website if you prefer the real NWAJB.com. top of the hour break we come back four minutes boy Bobby Swafford joins us the conversation continues on the real nwajb live from the team b media bunker studio right after this